Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and I've built a set of mathematical models named Sideline that predict various sports outcomes. You'll hear more about the baseball models in the course of this episode. Let's cover six Major League Baseball games scheduled to be played on Tuesday, May 16th, 2023. In case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.picturetheprofessor.com slash new for some explanations and community rules. Also, if you're interested in projections and picks for every single game, along with access to our Discord chat, and I'll mention more of the benefits as the show goes on, but we got all sorts of goodies over on Dub Club. That sign-up cost is under $1 a day, but just the A-grid plays alone will pay for your membership in well under half the month. But do remember, sports are unpredictable, so the discussion on this show projects a typical game that does not try to forecast it to a T. The way it's, it's built is the idea that if these two teams were to play a hundred times or a thousand times or even more, how many of those times would either team win? And that helps inform us what a good money line price is. And the reason we want to think about this probabilistically is that while only one game is played, if you follow that thought logic down its path, that would imply that you would bet minus infinity on any team because you know someone's going to win. Well, that doesn't make sense. We all know there's a price that's too expensive. And how do you figure that out is by probabilistic thinking. That is my specialty. And that's what we try to do here is make sure that we can use that it, along with the tools that I've built in order to help us make smart bets over the long term. So we just don't get distracted when weird baseball things happen. It happens all the time, but we just stay focused on the prize at the end. Long-term thinking, not short-term thinking. The idea being good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say we'll be profitable each and every day. Unfortunately, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, we at least have a day game that's happening right now as I record this show on Monday. Just got underway, though, so not really much to talk about with that one. Uh, so really no recaps of anything at this point other than just to say the A-grade plays continue to roll roll along. The A-plus plays last week for the first week, I believe all season, had a down week, but the A-plays overall were profitable yet again. I believe the A-grade plays have only had one losing week all season. It was a few weeks ago, and we've already made back more than what we lost since then. So the A-grade plays, again, at an all-time high with respect to units. Um, sign up on Dub Club and get those A-grade plays. For the most part, back those back those bad boys and profit and then hopefully you'll hear some good discussion hill you'll learn some things and talk about some totals maybe some b or c grade picks that we like as well but those a grade plays i got a few of them here for you today uh more than usual but uh those are those are as with any sport that i do it seems like just where the money is before we get to it uh some quick reminders please hit that like button if you're on youtube also if you aren't yet please consider subscribing or following it's free and if you turn on notifications don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. The way I scale bets, a grade minimum plays will return four units. That is the risk plus win amount will equal four. That way you risk proportionally more on favorites and dogs. It's kind of a better way to do it than flat betting. The problem with flat betting sometimes, even if you're okay risking, say, two units on a minus 200 pick, and I know a lot of people 
uh, they don't like number one on, on a situation like that. This kind of scales you a little bit better off. So it doesn't quite sting as much if you lose. But the other thing about that is if you flop it, you're risking two units to win one, but then an even money pick, you're risking one to win one. And it's kind of like, a, I don't know, for me, I, you know, I, I have the bet place and then I kind of care about getting my three units back more than my two units back. Right. So this kind of scales it out uh, that way that the scaling of how invested we are is proportional to how confident we are, which I think that should be the way it goes. Now, obviously how invested we are matters nothing to our bankroll, but I think we should be more invested on the plays that we're more confident on. And so that's kind of the way I've tried to scale it. It works for me. I did it in college basketball as well. And with the money line picks worked out really well. Um, but you know, with the scaling, with the picks as always with everything, take what you like, bet what you like and leave the rest. 6.35 PM Eastern. Angels at the Orioles. Again, unfortunately, no day games here on a Tuesday. It'll be a nice night in Baltimore. It'll be low 70s to start, upper 60s to close. The wind blowing out to right field at over 10 miles per hour. Uh, this is a game that uh, has a total of nine or nine and a half as of right now. Uh, DraftKings, as of right now, it's over nine at minus 115. That's an official overplay for me is the model projects a total of 10. This Baltimore offense is around average, but is a little bit left-handed heavy. They're actually a little bit above average against uh, a righty and a little bit below average against a lefty. I like this Orioles offense against the righty at home with the wind blowing out like it is again, you know, the park there in Baltimore, not quite as hitter friendly as it was back before they moved the fences in, but it's still a decent ballpark to hit in when it's nice weather like this. This angels offense is pretty good. Of course, and really the bottom line is that neither one of these starting pitchers are very good between Chase Silseth and Dean Kremer. Both get below average ratings. Both have underlying metrics that suggest their ERA should be in the four to five range. They both project in the low fours. Neither one of these pitchers is great. The Angels bullpen is terrible. The Orioles bullpen solid. Not quite as good as maybe it looked at the you know first couple months of last season. Uh, but otherwise, there's just not a lot of great pitching in this game. It's some decent offense, some decent weather. I like that we can get over nine, not playing over nine and a half. The model does say 10, but to go over nine and a half, I need a huge edge personally, just because nine is such a common ending or at least relative to, you know, everything else. It's not that it's, it's not like a common ending, like, you know, maybe five or seven or something in hockey, but it's common enough that uh, I'm not going over nine and a half on this one, but over nine minus minus one fifteen, even if it may be at minus minus one twenty, uh, I'm, I'm liking this overplay. I think there's a lot of runs here starting us off in Baltimore. I'm also in the Orioles at a B grade pick at minus one thirty. sideline says it should be minus one thirty two, but here's the interesting thing to me is that a lot of the models that I look around at, don't really think that Chase Silseth is that good. They kind of give the Orioles a little bit bigger of an advantage than sideline does. And so it's part of knowing a model here is, is I can look at it and I can say, Hey, I, for some reason, the model is a little bit more favorable to Silseth and the angels chances here than, than I think probably makes sense. Models real high on him. I'm not really sure why he hasn't done bad so far this year in his eight innings, but you know, if he is worse than uh, the model indicates, then maybe the price of minus 132, the model says maybe it should be more like minus 135, minus 140, something like that. So I think there's some value here on the Orioles minus 130. If the model's spot on, there's a little bit of value. If it's biased a little bit for some whatever reason, likes him a little bit more than it should, then there's even more value. So two good plays on this one. I think the over is good, and I think the minus 130 in the Orioles is a pretty solid play. Silfus, Silfus isn't a guy that 
I'm projecting to go deep here at this point of the season based off uh, how much he's thrown so far. And this Angels bullpen, as you saw this weekend in Cleveland, is just terrible. I know. And this is... I'm not trying to beat my own drum. I, I'm only saying this simply because there are people who who don't understand these things. And I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just trying to help everyone understand that when people will comment and say things like, this bullpen's got the best whatever in the first month of the season, I'm like, that doesn't really mean a lot, right? If they are going to be good, then they will look good in the first month. But just because they look good in the first month doesn't mean they're going to be good. It's the whole square rectangle thing, right? All squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares. And some of you are like, oh my gosh, geometry. No more geometry for you. <laughs> the idea being bullpens are really noisy. They don't really tell you a lot what's happened so far. Let's let's take another month or two before we start making proclamations about bullpens. The first month of the season, the Angels bullpen was performing fantastic, but I was still having them rate rate really low, bottom five in baseball. Was not buying into it, and sure enough, regression has hit hard. and And that doesn't necessarily mean that that was due necessarily as much as it's just saying that they weren't going to be very good probably speaking going forward and sure enough you've seen that so the fact that Silseth isn't going to go deep helps the over and it helps our Orioles pick here so I think two strong picks here you can of course remind those if you want play the Orioles team total over not a bad way to look especially if you're only shopping at places that have a total of nine and a half so it's another way to look at that one 6 40 p.m eastern nationals at the Marlins got an a massive edge here. A great pick on the Marlins at minus 145 as the model says it should be Marlins minus 200. And this is really the same thing I've been saying all along about this. I like Jesus Lazardo. I do not like Josiah Gray. Otherwise, the offenses now that the Marlins a little bit dinged up offensively project to be, uh, you know, definitely bottom half of baseball, maybe even the bottom third. Not a huge fan of this Nats offense. Neither offense, I think, is very good. Uh, Reliever-wise, though, I do still think the Marlins relievers are, are better than the Nats relievers by a large margin. I just think Lazardo is a much better pitcher than Josiah Gray. Their ERAs are comparable, and I think that's why we're getting a lot of value here is because, again, like I'm always telling y'all, ERA does a really good job of telling you what happened. It doesn't tell you a good it doesn't do a good job of telling you what will happen. And you saw it with a guy, and I'm going to talk about him uh, here later on in the show, and Alex Cobb, who last year I was preaching at the back half of the season and preaching how good he is at the start of this season, and you're seeing it. Last year's ERA ballooned out because of some bad starts, but I was looking at the underlying metrics and saying, this guy's really good. We need to be backing him. He's really undervalued. People don't realize it. And sure enough, that's exactly what's happened. And the opposite thing is happening here with Josiah Gray. He's the guy who we faded on the back half of last season after a few good starts. He did the exact same thing last year. Had a few good starts in the middle of the season. Everybody started talking about how he was you know, going to be fantastic. And sure enough, I was like, I'm not seeing it in the numbers. And we faded him a ton at the end of the season. It worked out well. And it's the same thing here. 296 ERA. He's pitched really well in his eight outings. I'm not going to deny that we faded him a bunch so far. It's been kind of a mixed bag. We've won some of them, mainly because also the Nats bullpen is terrible and their offense is terrible. So we've still won some of them even when he's pitched well. Right. And, uh, and, and, and we've lost a couple. We've won some of them because he's pitched bad, you know, not, not, not pitch well in every single start, but the underlying metrics suggest ZRA should be in the 
the mid fours. I still think he's a below average starting pitcher. I think Lazardo's an above average starting pitcher. His 338 ERA is a little bit more realistic based on looking at the underlying metrics. So I think he got a, a better starting pitcher in Lazardo by about a full standard deviation. The bullpen of the Marlins is better by over two standard deviations. Offensively, I don't know. Maybe the Marlins offense is better, but if so, it's not by much, especially all the injuries that the Marlins have had at this point. Um, Really all about the pitching. Obviously, you know, the home field matters a little bit, the travel, et cetera. Home teams win more in baseball, all things being equal. Minus 145 is just a gift of a price. This should be way higher. Again, model says minus 200. So A-grade play up to minus 180, basically, on this one. So easy A-grade play for us here. There are no locks in gambling. It's just I think this one's a misprice. I think there's just a massive misperception about these two starting pitchers. People think that Gray might be the better pitcher, and I just don't think that's the case. Total in this game is seven and a half model says 8.4 i don't know i'm not touching the total on this one you know the model indicates that the marlins should be able to score off a gray and i and i think they'll get a few for sure i'm just not sure how many of the nats will score off lazardo the marlins you know should be able to get some off the bullpen so it's it's kind of one of those things where the model's just saying seven and a half's low given the nats bullpen and given that it doesn't believe in gray but also uh, I'm just not really sold on any of these offenses. I could easily see the Marlins winning, you know, a four to two type game or something like that. So seven and a half on the totals to stay away from me. Model projects 8.4, but it's just not worth the investment in my opinion. 7 to 7 p.m. Eastern, Yankees at the Blue Jays. Blue Jays minus 170, A grade play. Going to lay a little lumber here with this one, but I love this pick. Kevin Gaussman is fantastic. A guy long talked about had like two terrible innings all season long. I, I preached about it last week, so hopefully you heard me talking about it there, that that was just some weird sequencing. But this guy is still phenomenal. The underlying metrics suggest his ERA should be in the low twos. And despite two terrible innings or two terrible little sub stretches or whatever, his ERA is still in the low threes. So it's not like he's had bad results either. Domingo Herman is a four ERA and the advanced metrics should be a little higher. It's a massive discrepancy between these two starting pitchers. Bullpen-wise, about the same. I still think the Yankees' offense trails behind this Blue Jays' offense. I don't think that's saying much. Games in Toronto. This should be a lot higher. Your model says minus 192. Just sneaks into an A grade. Anything better than minus 172 is what gets the A grade, according to Sideline. Even if this were to jump and you only saw minus 175, minus 180, it's absolutely a play I'm making. If you're scared off at that number and you know you put it in a two-team parlay, that's fine. You know, don't put the same team in every parlay. Try to be smart with those. Um, don't get too scared with the same game parlays. Those odds that they the sports books are gonna mess with the odds and affect the probabilities in a way. Uh, that you're you're paying a premium for for not getting a lot of value, so so don't just go go wild with those. There are other ways to play this, you know, team total over or under, right? You can play the Blue Jays team total over, thinking they're going to score off Herman. You can play the Yankees team total under, thinking that Gaussman's going to shut them down. So you have a couple different ways to play this. You can go run line. I'm just thinking of the minus 170. The scaling system there you can see on screen is about two and a half units to risk to win one and a half. That's not bad. I'm not overexposed or anything. It's not like I'm betting minus 500. Minus 170 is a great price, in my opinion, given the pitching mismatch. And again, even the offensive mismatch, I think the Blue Jays are the much better offense. Rear should be closed on this one. Projected total is 8.7. I'm seeing eight and a halfs and nines. Uh, so again, you can look at some team totals or whatever, but I don't have a great feel for the total. It's just a short and sweet. I love Kevin Gaussman. I don't think Domingo Harmon's that good. Miss Yankees offense is pretty average against a right-handed pitcher at this point, uh, given who they have in the lineup, given that Stanton's still not there. 
940 p.m. Eastern Royals at the Padres. I, I know it's not like the sexiest series here, uh, but I, I love the under again. I love this under more than I love Monday's under. Who knows how Monday's under has gone at this point. Have not seen that game play out yet. Uh, but I like the starting pitchers even better in Tuesdays. The weather is still under friendly around 60 degrees, wind blowing in. I like what I've seen from Seth Lugo. Brady Singer, I keep telling y'all, I still have faith in this guy. 771 ERA on the season, but the advanced metrics say it should be in the fours. And I, I think he can get it together and become at least, again, a respectable pitcher. If you're going to get it together right, it's a great park to do. Obviously, the Padres offense is not the one to do it against, but the park is, right? It's easier to keep the ball in that park, especially this time of year for a night game. I think nine is an insanely high total model projects 6.9. Again, I probably would go under seven on this one if I had to, which obviously it's never going to get that low. Uh, but if you want to take an alternate total under, get some bigger plus odds, like under seven and a half on this is still a good play. In my opinion, seven seems like the most we're going to get. I think both these pitchers are better than average. It's relievers. Not bad. Again, as kind of, as I mentioned before, if you really want to, you can look first five, except Padres bullpen is scary. Uh, but I just think this total, is way too high. However, you're going to play an alternate first five, whatever, first three. I mean, there's, there's all sorts of options these days uh, with your picks, but I think this is a total that is way too high. Right now, it's minus 115 on the under. Again, a benefit to being with us on Dub Club. I tweeted out or I, I texted out in our uh, Discord chat. This was minus 105 this morning on DraftKings, and I said, hey, y'all, I love this under jump on it here at minus 105. So we've already saved a dime, and that's part of the benefit of Dub Club. Maybe I'll put this on a T-shirt, saving dimes left and right. That's all what we're about here. Every time you save a dime, if you can save it on five or six games a night, you know that's more profit when you win. It's less loss when you lose, and that's going to add up if you're doing this night in and night out. So that's our goal here, saving dimes left and right, and there's another one to save right here. If you're with us on Dub Club, they're getting this under 9 at minus 105 rather than minus 115. I still would play it. I still play it under 8.5. I still play it at worse numbers. It's just you want to get the better number because why wouldn't you? Um, and then you get better value. You put more on it, right? So I mean, you just got a lot of options there by getting good numbers. Love the under here. I also think as opposed to Monday where I was like, I guess I'd play the Royals at these high prices if I had to, but I wasn't really liking it. I kind of like the Royals here at plus 180. I think this is a value play because people are writing Singer off as if he's lost it. And when I look at the advanced metrics here, I don't think he has. Now, I'm not sure he's going to be quite as good as last year, obviously, and he started off pretty bad, but I think he can get close enough to that form. That I think there's some value here. I'm not sure there's that big of a difference between these starting pitchers, and according to the model, there isn't. They both get identical 94 grades. There's a little bit of value here because Singer might be the better pitcher here. Based off last year, you definitely have to think so uh, as well. And again, he hasn't been as bad as the results have indicated and Lugo on the other hand well like I said I love what I've seen from 318 on ERA on the season the only metric suggests it should be closer to four so the difference between these pitchers like I said small if at all existent Royals bullpen I can't believe I'm saying this is better than the Padres bullpen obviously the offenses are a big mismatch but upsets happen all the time in baseball teams that are bad win the Royals got a shot at this plus 180 is decent value here. It's a B grade pick. If it gets over into the uh, plus 185 territory, that becomes an A grade. So, I mean, we're knocking a door of A grade value. I expect a low scoring game. So, another way to play this, the way I'm personally looking at, would be Royals on the run line plus one and a half. That also gets you a little bit better value because the correlation between that and the under is a lower scoring game. It's harder to win by more runs. Uh, that's why you often see in Coors Field the run line prices aren't drastically different than the money line prices because 
at a park like that when you get a bunch of runs it's easier to run by a bunch of runs so uh royals run line is also an, an intriguing one it's kind of personal i'm looking at. i don't have that built into the code here in the model yet it's coming this summer on the run line so i can't tell you exactly what price to play and where there's value or anything I'm just kind of, you know, freewheeling it myself here a little bit and just say, I kind of think that the, the plus one is good value. I think the run line is probably better value, probably a safer play. You still should be able to get plus odds on this one. Uh, and so, like I said, Royals pl- plus one and a half, under nine, two great looks at this one. 9.45 p.m. Eastern, Phillies at the Giants. Close to even money here, getting plus 105 on the Giants. A grade play, wrapping us up here. A game that I have a play on the side and the total on here, as well as Zach Wheeler and Alex Cobb. Two pitchers I absolutely love. Ratings in the 70s. I already talked about Alex Cobb earlier in the show. Wheeler has pitched better than his 380 ERA. I still think he's got it. The advanced metrics say it should be in the upper twos. Now, I will caution, Cobb has kind of been the opposite of last year. Last year, he started off really rough with the results, but I thought he was actually better than that. This year, he's not as good as that 170 ERA. It's kind of like the opposite of that luck happening here. But the underlying metrics say his ERA should be right around three. That's still phenomenal. Uh, well, well, well above average. So he's still a really good pitcher. Just maybe, maybe not quite this good so far. So I don't expect that necessarily, but it's not like he's that far off from it. So just kind of that quick word of caution there, but I still think he's undervalued. That's why we're on the giants here at plus one Oh five. The best price right now is even money on this one. But another, another reason to be with us on dub club is this was one of the early picks that we had got this out to people and say plus one Oh fives and a grade play great value at even money. It technically drops into the B plus 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 um territory as the model says giants plus 101 is the requirement for an a grade honestly at even money if you want to play it like an a grade i don't think that's crazy be risk two to win two so it doesn't change too much as five hundredths of a unit uh both directions so i think you could still probably play it as an a there uh but the price indicates that it's a coin toss type game lean phillies and i think it really should be a coin toss type game lean giants Models should be Giants minus 110. They win 52% of the time. Offensively, it's about a wash. Giants bullpen's better than the Phillies bullpen. And I'm not sure how much better Wheeler is than Cobb. It's very, very minimal. So then you go throw the game location in there. The Giants are a strong play at this price. I'm also on the under here, under 7.5, as the model projects 6.7. Wind will be blowing out in San Francisco, but as I always talk about that, park the way the winds swirl around out in sideways doesn't mean anything with that park. You never really know until like, the pitch is thrown where the wind's going to be blowing. So that matters basically nothing to the total projection. Uh, what matters here is mid fifties. And again, Bay area, May, June, that sort of thing at night, typically speaking, it's going to be harder to get runs. I think this is overpriced. I'd still be playing under seven, but the fact that we get the win at seven makes me really excited. So I love the under here. I love the giants. I think you got two great value plays here on that one. And then wrapping us up, 10, 10 p.m. Eastern, Twins at the Dodgers. Dodgers minus 195, B-grade pick here. Taking a little bit of a stance on this one. It's it's kind of a stretch. It's about where the model prices it, so it's kind of borderline B-C-grade here. I just think the Dodgers are the better team, better offense, better relievers, better starting pitcher at home. They're just a side I want to back, really, as long as the number starts with a 1 is kind of my stance. The model's a little bit stricter than I am, but I'm just going to say, hey, as long as it starts with a 1, I think the Dodgers are a decent pick here. And to me, the bottom line is we're getting a little bit of value. Bailey Ober's not a bad pitcher. He's above average, absolutely, and he's He's done well so far, 185 ERA, 
but I don't think that's very realistic for him to continue. The underlying metrics of what he's done so far suggest that he'd be probably more in the mid to upper three range, which again is pretty good. It's not that it's bad. It's just he's nowhere near as good as Clayton Kershaw mid upper three ERA pitcher still going to get a hit around by this Dodgers offense as good as they are. So I think the Dodgers are the play here and maybe just a tiny bit of value because people are like, Oh, the twins with Bailey Ober might be a little frisky. And I'm just like, I think they're maybe a little bit less frisky than you think. Ober could have a great start. He's done well so far. It's just, I don't really see it when I look under the hood that makes me think that there's anything predictive about his four previous performances that he's done well in. Weatherwise, we're going to be in the upper fifties for this one. When blowing out at Dodger Stadium like it always seems to be. Total is seven and a half. Model says 8.1. I'm not going over on this one. The model's taking the over stance saying the over's not as good. And so there should be a few more runs uh, than usual. So if I had to play it, I'd play over seven and a half. We could easily get to eight runs. But there's a lot of worlds where this game finishes something like four to two. So it's not a total that I think I'm really interested in playing unless I could get over seven if it were to drop there at a reasonable price, I would, but at seven and a half, it's really a pass for me in the total. Again, would play over if I had to, but thankfully I don't have to just going to put a little bit here on the Dodgers, not a ton, but again, I think as long as it starts with a one, it's a decent look. That's all I've got for you today. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can control the sports betting content provided on this channel. dropped right into your feed. I'll be back again tomorrow with more sports betting tips. And until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.